Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Book Watch Noms, the only watch podcast that knows there is more than one type of prison. You have made it all the way to episode 217. Michael is back. Michael, hello. 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 I'm here. I was gone for <laughs> such a long time. You were you I'm were so sorry. You were trekking you were trekking um, Machu Picchu, I believe, to find yourself, right? Machu Picchu for a bit, then straight to Sedona. Um then off to Mount Rainier. I did quite a few things. Did yeah, you quite a few I'm, things. You had your you you went yeah. on a physical and an emotional journey. You had yeah. your ayahuasca experience in the Amazon as well, I believe. What watch were you wearing? Yeah. What, One thing you don't know is that I was actually also doing a ton of uh, watch podcasts without you. So because I did all that cool stuff, I got invited to the fancy watch podcasts. Oh, good. Finally. No, this, this, this is right. This is good. You've, you've finally shaken me off like an old coat. And you're going on to bigger and better things. So this is a good time to announce, hey, everyone, Kaz here. I'm looking for another <clears throat> podcast partner. Preferably someone. Thanks, thanks for always believing in me. <laughs> <laughs> no, Michael is here to stay, I hope. Um, yes. This is going to be a lot of fun. Episode 217 of the Two Broke Wash House podcast. Again, another listener contributed episode. We just have an incredibly fucking large list of honestly really fun topics from people who just send stuff into us all yeah. the time. That said, not all of your ideas are good. No. Just want to say, hey, Mike and Kaz, I think it'd be cool to talk about my nipples. It's like, okay, well, first of all. No. I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe. But if depends. you want, if you want to sponsor the episode. Yeah, if you want to sponsor the episode, and if your nipples are famous, maybe. Maybe we can do something. You know what I mean? All right. We're going to get some different emails. <laughs> yes. But this is going to be a lot of fun. Huge shout out. Huge motherfucking TBWS shout out to. Here we go. Instagram user star underscore boy underscore is my name. Starboy is my name. Um, came up with this really incredible topic. Uh, this is what he wrote, and then I'll tell you the actual name of the show. Starboy is my name suggested stupid things that drive up the price of watches. And therefore, we are here for episode 217, Mike and Kaz, ruining watch pricing for everyone. Um, this is going to be a fun episode. Basically, it's the idea of like the stupid things that you see on watches, <laughs> and then you look at the price, and it's just like, is is that really worth another, I don't know, few extra k like the really stupid things that inflate watch pricing that honestly most of us probably don't even think of as stupid like oh yeah that's that's a steal you know what i mean so like (laughs) yeah i think it's gonna be a fun one but um michael would you like to make history with me i would would you like to honor tradition for the 217th time kind of and do an audio wrist check. Did you find? Did you find a watch to wear? I hope it's a milk cap on like a twist tie. Like, oh, I'm wearing a, <laughs> wearing a milk cap today. You want to do wrist check? <laughs> I think I think the average actual milk cap. That's a pretty. That's a pretty like good diameter. It's forty four. For, it's gotta be forty four, right? Yeah, I like it's pretty like big. That. I don't know. I don't have. I'm not. I'm not beset with milk caps, so I can't. <laughs> take my calipers to one right now i haven't purchased a jug of milk in a very long time <laughs> we just okay. we just have, no, i might be wrong we just have fucking almond milk in our in our house so i don't know the almond milk caps are tiny they're like 16 yeah, they millimeters are. yeah that's that's not a good size no. 
But yes, I, I do have a watch. Um, I, I remembered or I found the watch because I forgot the name completely. Okay. Um, I am wearing for today on a Saturday. Nice. A Timex Camper 36 millimeter black dial. That thing is so uh, much fun. I'm so, I'm so happy you still have it. Yeah. The reference is TW2R58300. Uh, it's available on Amazon now for $45. <laughs> it's pretty cool. That's um, cool I for, for a long time, I um, I stepped away from these um, these sort of military field watch looking things. And, you know, I had a ton of those those little SMKs. You still have one. Uh, they came and went. For a while, I thought about getting the Hamilton Khaki <sighs> Mechanical. Oh, yeah. Which is a... Pretty nice watch. Uh, I actually tried it on, um, tried it on a little while ago at a uh, an AD here, and it's just feels great, fantastic size. But I wanted something super, even more bare bones to fill that. Uh, almost something that actually feels issued that you didn't really have to take care of. Um, I'm not a military man, but I do like the idea of just a almost like a what an actual beater i right. suppose um and i i had a post recently on on our instagram and i, I think uh, the caption was that this is a different kind of end game watch <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> i kind of we think about the one watch person a lot but i think even more about the person that has one watch and it's something like this it's just a quartz quartz timex or something yeah there's my this... grandfather my grandfather was like that uh, this... he, he just had a single timex yeah well i mean like it's the conception of oh my one watch needs to be like expensive or yeah that's yeah, what yeah. denotes me you know this that's what makes this an end game watch like i put i cashed in all my chips and i walked yeah. out with the blah 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 you know but it's just like you're falling into the 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 honestly very uh, addictive because it is addictive because it happens to everyone conundrum of thinking you're a better watch collector by spending more money and it's just uh, yeah. how it works man you know yeah and we've spent quite a bit on this hobby mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but it, but that's 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 the that's the fucking funny thing i think that's why we were always saying it on the show we have a ton of people listening who um are just getting into watches and it's one of those weird lessons you don't really learn until you've already spent like way too much money and you're into it like i i i have people at work all the time who ask me like hey you know uh, what kind of watch should I get? And like my first yeah. question is always like, what kind of style and what kind of budget? And like, just know that for whatever you want, you can probably find something not for a lot of money. You know, it's just, you just gotta be creative with what you want and everything like that. So it's just, it's way too easy to spend money. So, yeah. And to answer one question that I'm sure we're going to get a lot, uh, no, it's not. This one is not loud. This is not a loud ticker. Like, Why do people? It's because the weekenders loud. The weekenders very loud. The easy reader is another popular one that's very loud. Um, I have but a, this one is not. It doesn't drive you nuts. I have a Timex MK1 chronograph for like I bought it for like forty dollars. It's not fucking loud. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think Timex, outside of probably a lot of the stuff that you can buy at, I don't know, Target, they're they're mostly pretty quiet. Um, yeah. 
And it's funny that you bring that one up because that one is, a, oh, okay. I wanted to make sure that this one, uh, that I got the case material right. So this is stainless steel. That one's aluminum. Mine is aluminum, yeah. <laughs> and you, you still think it's pretty quiet. So oh, yeah. I, yeah, I don't I don't know why, why there's that, that inconsistency because I'm sure the movements are all pretty similar. I mean, who knows? Uh, fixed lugs on this one as well. Oh, it comes... Cool. It comes with a um, it comes with a pretty nice feeling uh, nylon strap, a black one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I actually like because it's a thirty six. I like adding the heft of a of a NATO. So some watches oh, yeah. you add an, you add a NATO to it, and it just ends up looking stupid because you're you're tacking on another two layers of of nylon, but on a watch this small, that extra visual heft that you get from the NATO is actually pretty cool. So I have it on a black blue shark now and I have a, uh, what is it? I have another blue shark in the mail oh, cool. coming soon. Uh, nice olive green one. So that's a cool field watch look as well. And no Indiglo on this. That's the, oh, interesting. that's the one part that is kind of, I don't, I'm not really disappointed by that. I, I, maybe this watch would be kind of weird with Indiglo, but that that is something that people should look out for. It really is because they think, nope, nope, no Indiglo, um, and I think people, I mean, rightfully so, they they connect Timex with Indiglo yeah. most of the time, but know that there are some models that just don't have it. And this is this is one of them. Huh. Okay. Cool. Good to know. Yeah. I because I honestly figured all. Of, I guess not. I I've never. I mean, obviously not all Timex is. I mean, a Marlin. Marlins yeah. don't have fucking in the glow or whatever. So okay, mm-hmm. interesting. That's what I got. I'm kind of just gonna enjoy the weekend with this thing. Well, you already ruined my wrist check. I'm wearing the Seiko SNK eight zero five. Oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> I'm wearing Holy. my little my little Seiko. This is the first automatic I ever got. I'm wearing it on the first NATO strap I ever got. Both of these. Well, I mean, you recommended the 805 to me, and you gave me this NATO strap that it came with. I don't understand how the cheapest NATO strap in my collection, which I got from you, is the best NATO strap in my collection. Yeah. How does that work? By the way, we're we're talking about the stupidness of watch pricing. These things, when did these things hit the the 90-something dollar mark? What the fuck? This thing oh is ninety four. Right, I'm looking at it right now. These the black one is a hundred over a hundred. These used to be sixty. Yeah, something something like that. Dude, what the fuck is going on with this shit, man? Everyone, stop buying Sago. Just buy Timex. <laughs> like like seriously, at this point, just buy fucking Timex, guys. This is. I'm crazy. sorry, I I, I, inter- I inter- interrupted you talking about your your NATO. No, this is breaking news. I can't believe they broke a hundred. Hold on, let me yeah. check Camel Camel Camel. That's just crazy. I always forget the name of that plugin, yeah. but I guess I shouldn't. Camel Camel Camel. <laughs> so easy. It's a good plugin. Uh, let's see here. Uh, wow. Yeah, it's it's shot up honestly in the past within 2021. Within 2021, it's been well over 90 bucks wow what's going on <laughs> right mm. 
my Timex. But that is a cool watch, and I, I'm sure the uh, the green with the black, the green with the black it, is perfect. Yeah. I love it. The fucking I I, I must have I may have told the story on air, but it was God eons ago. So this watch is funny. I bought this watch, Michael, your recommendation when I knew jack shit. I didn't know. I didn't know what loom was. I didn't know the difference between quartz movement and mechanical. And I didn't even know strap tools were like a thing. And that last one is particularly important to remember because when I first got, so I I, I ordered this watch and I went to work the next day. I told him like, hey, yeah, I ordered that. I ordered that Seiko and um, and you made a comment about the strap. You're like, yeah, as soon as I got, you see, yeah, I got the watch and I just. I just cut the strap off of there and put a NATO on and like I didn't know you meant metaphorically cutting the strap off. No, I, I took scissors and I cut that strap. Oh, you actually I, did every, cut it off. Yeah, yeah. No, every single every single one of the cause back because <laughs> I cut my strap off too, and then I felt like a fucking idiot when I learned I could have just used a tool. No, don't you know that it takes me forever to buy a, any kind of tool? I still don't have <laughs> you calipers. Have calipers. <laughs> <laughs> so but I mean you say that you were getting into watches around that time too. I wasn't into watch. Well, I wasn't into seriously purchasing watches for much longer than, than you were. So right. uh, I didn't have any tools at that time either. So I was just like, this thing is stupid. I know that I can probably cut this off. So I, and, and they're cut, they're kind of garbage. So I feel I, I, so much better now for years. I thought <laughs> I cut it off. And I'm just like, I'm so stupid. Like, you know what I mean? I'm just like, oh my God. But like, now I know we're, we're, we're SNK bros now. I can deal with that. That's cool, man. I still, I still like that you, you, you called me into like a separate room to talk about, to ask me about watches. Yeah, man. I, I was just like, oh, well, this is, I guess my last day. He, I guess guys, it's going to fire He figured me. out, he figured out that I'm looking at watches at work. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah, I was we were working there and i was gonna leave and i was getting ready to start like interviewing stuff and i got this weird thing in my head which actually this is a good thing to talk about i'm sure a lot of people do it's that oh i need i'm gonna start doing job interviews like fuck i i should probably up my wardrobe maybe i need a nice watch and that was literally what happened to me because i was leaving this place um where we were working i didn't want people to know and like obviously like michael didn't know but i wanted to figure out what kind of watch to wear that was nice and i just kind of knew that you knew about watches yeah and so i called you into the conference room and yeah i'm sure you were just like well it's been <laughs> it's been real it's been real <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did i say i was just like um what, what would be a good watch? i think i asked like what would be a good watch to like impress people who are into watches or something like that and then um you shared that first block to watch piece uh yep. while watches that get the nod from snobs or some shit like that you, you remember that mm-hmm. yep yep and i think this watch was on there was it on there i think so yeah some kind of seiko was on there let's see one watch blah blah, blah. nod from snobs oh, let's see where this takes me uh yep okay 2015 this first one this first one was from david i didn't realize that Bilal did the part two one yeah i didn't realize yeah. david did the first one uh let's see what we got on here seiko monster seiko sumo seiko's sa skx 007 
none of those are easily available anymore, so that's really funny to see on the list. It's also very old list. Uh, Swatch Season 51, Victorinox, Dietrich, Tempest, Ugh. Seven Friday, Young Hans, Autodromo, Orient, Mondane. No, well, SNK is not on here, but the SNK I remember came up when you and yeah, I were talking somehow. Man, oh man! But yeah, that's what we're in today. I thought it would be. I thought it would be fun to uh, just be a little nostalgic. It's still hanging around. It's still <laughs> it's there. Not going anywhere. This watch. I'm. I'm about to call the collection aggressively. Uh, for anyone who's in our Patreon Slack, keep an eye out. You're about to see a crazy fucking message come through on the sales channel. There's a sales channel on the TBWS Patreon Slack. I love how sentient and and like like autonomous the Slack has become. The Patreon Slack. Truly a haven of degeneracy. It, it is. <laughs> it's like Tortula from Pirates of the Caribbean. You know what I mean? It's like the island where all the fucked up pirates go to do fucked up shit. <laughs> and like hide from the law. It's fun. It's fun. It is really fun, actually. Huge sound. Thank you to everyone on our Patreon. Um, too fucking funny. But yeah, man, I'm wearing the SNK. It's still... This is the watch that helped me first figure out the types of watches that I like. And it's just... Nothing is ever going to give me the same feeling as this watch, and so I'm never going to get rid of it. But do you think it? Do you think it'd be worth it if I became a Patreon member? I mean, <laughs> like if <laughs> we're just funneling the money back into us. I think I think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to I think I'm going to join join the Patreon then, for the perks. <laughs> I think I'm going to join for the perks. <laughs> I want to start paying for my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that might be the tagline of the Patreon, though. These are the best friends I ever paid for. Um, I do find people <laughs> saying that a lot. Oh, man. I'm drinking this cider. It's actually quite nice. Woodchuck? I don't know anything about ciders. I'm just getting into ciders now because of all the fucking gluten bullshit I have to deal with. It's hot. It's hot, too. I think a cider's maybe a little more refreshing on a hot day. It is quite motherfucking hot over here. And this is very nice on a on a hot a hot day. So, pot check. But yeah, that's cool, man. That's definitely we should. Cool. We didn't tell people, but I was also in. We 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 got to be Florida men together. <laughs> we painted the town red. Michael was in my neck of the woods for uh, it was too short of a time. It was the first time that we met up in a while, and you got to see some watches in person for the first time and i got to see some watches in person for the first time so let's just get so, this out of the way your panerai is fucking gigantic compared it is. to my little grand seiko <laughs> okay that's funny i wore that a lot i wore that a lot um throughout the trip just because it was on rubber and it was so hot mm -hmm. um and then you handed me your your uh your teal grand seiko and i was just like i I like this. I like this a lot, but I'm not used to this right now. What is this? A watch for ants? <laughs> <laughs> and you, then you said it was a 39, uh, right? 39? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 39. Let me double check, make sure I'm not talking out of my ass. I mean, that's that's what the Halios is. So and I, I've, I've been loving that one as well. So 40. It's a 40. I apologize. Wow. It's a nice it's a nice it wears so well michael it's the perfect watch 
You know, it's the perfect watch for me. It's fucking quartz. Suck it, nerds. It's titanium. It's the gorgeous. It's a very mature version of the kind of teal that I'm attracted to. It's a very refined version. It's not like, like um, a loud teal like my Orient Christmas Chrono. You know what I mean? Yeah. Really fine. I might, I might do GS next year. Yeah. I might do GS next year. What are you thinking about it? Which one? Um, you can tell me. Dude, well, the prices on these have also gotten crappy. I think they're selling for more. Um, but I do like, you know those four season ones? Oh my God, get the, four sp- get the spring one. No, dude, I like the winter. The, the gray one? Yeah. Yeah, it's, okay. It, it almost has the punch of a snowflake, but... I don't know a little more attitude to the to the texture it's really cool I love man. this but watch I, I gotta track the prices I want to see it in person I'm afraid it's gonna be a little too monochrome monotone mm-hmm. Mono, I mean, monochromatic you know what I'm saying yeah, um, yeah. so I want to see it in person I'm I'm motherfucking obsessed with the spring one that has that very kind of um, delicate blush dial uh, I'm looking at one now on <sighs> on Mr. Mr. SW. Fucking it, the one he's got is expensive. It's like seven or eight K, right? Yeah, and I can't I can't remember if that's close to the original pricing. I feel like that's really high. Yeah, I mean, but then again, you know, I I think Seiko's strategy to bring Grand Seiko more into the luxury realm with all those moves that we were talking about. The Rodeo Drive boutique, mm. all all the moves they've been making in the states. I I was driving to, I was driving to South Beach, and just before getting on the causeway, you see two massive billboards as you're getting onto the causeway. <laughs> right. The first one I saw was for Richard Meal. <laughs> the second one that I saw was for Grand Seiko. Yeah, man, they're spending money. They're spending money to get the word out. Yeah, <laughs> and the pricing reflects that. I'm, I'm looking. It's that Davis W has a has a winter one as well. I'm looking at it right now. Gorgeous. Oh, really? Yeah. SBGA four one five Heritage Four Seasons Winter sixty four hundred Smackaroos. <laughs> wow, it's expensive. That, That's expensive. I don't recall these being so expensive. Oh, it's a titanium as well. Hey, we spring drive. <laughs> Very cool, right? Or I should just call it a day and get a snowflake because I am. You're in that price realm now. If anything, a snowflake might be cheaper. <laughs> no, no, it will be. It will be cheaper. And I, I've gotten so. All right, we'll we'll talk about pricing later. But yeah, this GS GS at some point, maybe next year. Yeah, it'd mm-hmm. be kind of cool. Yeah, if my wife lets me. I mean, let's see, right? <laughs> well, mama don't know one hoida, right? I'm still, I'm, I'm very proud to say that we're in June and I still, still just one watch, one. just the one watch. Okay. All right. The Fairwind, I've been, I've been holding out. I got to see that watch in person. I'm actually incredibly impressed with um, how delicate, in a good way, some of the nuanced design features are on that watch. Like you yeah. hold it. And it is 100% a watch that is greater than the sum of its parts. Um, it yeah. really was 
badass. I'm still, I still remember very vividly how the the taper of that bracelet and those center links, really, yeah. really cool, man. The bracelet is also very uh, glitzy and mm-hmm. glittery, almost. I mean, people are gonna hate me for this, but it almost has that that starry sort of punch that you get from uh, a polished bracelet like what you'd see on on a royal oak right <laughs> I mean, oh, there's wow. no, you there's can send no... you can send your hate mail to tbws.contact.gmail.com actually no don't my wife has been organizing our tbws email don't say <laughs> bad things to my fucking wife people <laughs> pieces of shit your husband's an idiot. Your husband's a fucking nerd. She's like, I know, Sens. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. Leave me alone. I fucking know. Don't tell me shit I know. <laughs> I wake up yeah, at four in the funny. morning and you scroll up to David SW. I fucking know, Send. <laughs> do you do that? Like if you wake up early, you're like, eh, let me just go through David SW. <laughs> do you do that too? I do. I have the app. <laughs> uh, that's how, I I don't have the app yet. I literally just go to davidsw.com and like I scroll through like newest like latest in or whatever. But David SW, funny funny enough, not a sponsor. <laughs> not a spot. He is he is in Orlando like I am, but definitely not a fucking. He doesn't he doesn't need us to sponsor him. He's fucking he's doing fine, man. You know? he's taking taking Dogecoin now. I saw he takes crypto. <laughs> if you're so if you're sitting on a dragon's cash of Dogecoin. Just know that you can that you too can also shop at David SW. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. This winter one though, I honestly, this is super you. I see it. Yeah. I see it. Yeah. I, the only thing I don't like about it is that blue seconds hand. You don't like I wish it, it was not. Yeah. You I don't like the blue. blue. Okay. What don't you like about it? Uh I, I think it kind of takes away from from the winter look a little bit you know uh so okay like i'm looking at a a wintry sort of snowy field and i mean what's what's kind of that vivid blue in there doesn't uh, the, doesn't the original snowflake have a blue hand like that maybe they're trying to evoke something like that i don't think so i mean look i can't remember if it, it was really dumb if it does <laughs> i just don't remember no i i i'm just trying to recall i'm trying to pull up a photo yeah the snowflake has a blue hand as well maybe they're trying to evoke that maybe you know but i do hear you i mean thematically you can probably shoehorn it in there but aesthetically it does stand out not in it's the way pro- you it probably want. looks way better in person i mean everything always does i mean actually no not always sometimes things don't um but this probably yeah oh man this is so I'm so fucking stupid. I'm like, man, that bracelet, this titanium bracelet's great. I wish I had one. You fucking do, nerd. <laughs> you have a grand Seiko titanium bracelet behind you right now. <laughs> Sorry, I turned away from the microphone in case my voice got muffled. I was yelling at my wall of watches behind me. It's okay. We're super professional. We're super p- fucking professional in this show. Whatever, dude. <clears throat> but that's cool. That's cool, man. I, I, I keep an eye on David SW. I, these do seem high. I don't know what happened recently, but these do seem quite high. Hey, man, try yeah. to go through Saya. I'm telling you, I had such an incredible experience. I've done multiple watch purchases through Saya Japan for watches that I asked him to find for me special, and each time it was awesome. It's a good point. You know. So, are you sure? Are you sure that you're not secretly Saya? Ugh, Michael. <laughs> I wish. I wish I was Saya cool. 
right? <laughs> that would be so nice. I still, I still love that he closes the website during the holidays. It's adorable. <laughs> it's like closing his shop and turning the sign closed for the holidays. You know what I mean? It's like you know, it's not how the internet works, bro. But whatever, man. It's all good. You know? I love it. He's got wow. Davis W has a lot of fucking grand seikos. Okay, we should not fucking talk about Davis W. Everyone, if you want to go to his yeah. website, go to his website. It's fine. Um, he's got a lot of seikos on here. Fucking Jesus, dude. Where do these seikos come from? Again, not a sponsor. <clears throat> not a sponsor. No. Oh. Uh, I think he. I think he has one of those sixty-two Moss original like reissues that give you nightmares. Let me see. Where did yeah. I? Did I imagine that he's got one of the Willards on here? Oh no, that's the. SLA043 Prospects Diver? Dude, there, there are so, so many Why of them are right so, now. Yeah, it's just crazy. They just, uh, Grant, not Grant, Seiko just came out with um, some new ones. So, you know how they did the, um, they did another run of the 62 Moss reinterpretation divers. Oh, God. That were not as weird as the first ones that they did. Oh, okay. And now they did them again, but they have um not patina, but you know the, the aged <clears throat> yeah, the age the age markers and all that stuff. Let me see if I can find this stupid thing. Is it dumb? It it is uh, so what are they? The SPB two three nine and the SPB two three seven. I'll slack you the link. Let's see. Oh, good. Thank you. Because my listening comprehension <laughs> skills are horrendous. Yeah. Same. Kind of Kind of the same thing. Uh, I think I think the Willard one has more texture to the, to the dial. But... Um, These look like spinnakers. No offense to spinnaker. <laughs> A little bit. Yeah. I'm just do. saying these look like fucking spinnakers now. Seiko, what's going yeah. on, dude? I have some. I have sometimes thought about the other one, um, the one that is not, the one that came just before this. Mm. What is it called? The SPB one four three. That that's actually the more the more I see it, the more that that looks like a really really nice package. But um, man, these watches aren't as expensive as I was thinking. Oh, they're not limited edition. Okay. It's twelve hundred bucks for the two three seven, and then it's thirteen for the two three nine. I thought they're going to be like three thousand fucking bucks or something. Six R thirty five. Ooh, right. Interesting. No, I mean, all of these are just gonna. All this stuff is hovering at just over, just over a thousand. Do I you mean, think? Do you think the it's going to reach a breaking point? Because it just feels like so many reinterpretations of the same watch, and just like. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's really hard to get excited about a 62 Moss reinterpretation when there's already been several. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, this, this is something that I was probably begging for in uh, like 2016. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe it is a little overboard at this at this point. Well, um, maybe maybe we're just assholes. I'm scrolling I'm scrolling through the comments and everyone's saying very nice things. In this fucking Hodingi post. Yeah, we're pretty bad. I guess we're just pieces of shit, so <laughs> whatever. I, I again, but I if if it were if I were choosing something like this, I would probably go for the ones that just 
that came out just before. So the Willard without that texture and patina looking stuff, that's the SPB 151. Mm. And then for the uh, 62 MAS looking one, it's the SPB 143. Um, that that one that one is actually pretty pretty nice. SPB um, two what was it? SPB 143. That's that's basically the watch that you're looking at now without the um, without the patina thing. This is just, this is quite a handsome watch. I like this watch. Yeah. Uh, I do want to say we are not the only people uh, who don't like these weird Fotina watches. Uh, huge shout out to Hodinky user. Oh, here we go. Caminet. Caminet. C A M N C A M I N E T. How do these really improve on the hundreds of diver models Seiko has made for the past 50 odd years? It's just more product. And then additional shout out to uh, Hodinki user SPG42. Just more product, quote, a brief history of the human condition in the 21st century. I like that. <laughs> well, this is a good... Um, these two people have their I'm, goddamn shit straight in this fucking post. <laughs> we, can, we, can, we can transition into pricing shortly after this but i mean even if you look at the uh what is it the spb 143 from seiko mm. what you get that that watch is breaking a thousand dollars in its pricing but again and this might be an outlier because jason is a mad lad um but the halios the the fairwind is you know 700 something you're paying no. for the brand name and for to be a part of some kind of diving history that you think you can buy your way into. It's va- it's perceived value. Yeah, I guess so. You know what I mean? Because if you if I if I found someone on the street and they'd never heard of Halios or Seiko or any of this other watch bullshit, and I showed them two watches and asked them what the quality was like, they would either say they were equal or the Halios was better. I'd almost have more fun uh, chatting up the history of something like a Halios or a Raven. Like, hey, the, you know these these are brands that are you know smaller one man operations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and there's you know this is one of the earliest brands to do this. Um, you know, at this price point, so yeah, yeah, I don't know, crazy. It's perceived value, man. It's like you know, it's like with guitars, anything with Gibson on it. Cost more. <laughs> As he spits on the ground. You know? So, I don't know. This is a So, these Fotina ones just came out? Yeah. yeah. I've, actually been, I've actually been kind of thinking of a Gibson SG lately. It's an interesting guitar. So, the SG <laughs> enters my mind every now and then as like a fun throwback wild card purchase. I also really want to play a Gibson SG at church. <laughs> That'd be so rad. I think it'd be pretty badass. Uh, oh, man. But so is this maybe our first point in weird things that uh, you know, take pricing? Yeah, let's 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 do a strange level. <clears throat> the idea that you too can be a part of history by simply opening up your wallet you know what i mean it's one of those things where it's <clears throat> trying to be a part of a narrative and attaching a price tag to that with the watch is one of the dumbest things to drive up a price um yeah. 
people think that they're on the same wavelength as astronauts if they buy a brand new six or seven thousand dollar omega fucking speedmaster that comes with the giant humidor and the poker chip or whatever the fucking is in there and everything and the tourniquet velcro watch strap i have no idea like yeah this is what astronauts <laughs> wear it's like fucking like shut up dude you know what i mean like that there, there is a there's a balance though that i think uh brands can can achieve uh, when they market that kind of stuff, because yeah, Omega goes overboard with it, uh, you know, with this, the space connection and the crazy box that you get. Um, but marathon, a company that comes to mind is marathon and they, they do market their history. They do market the fact that, uh, their watches have these military applications, yeah. these search and rescue applications, but it's funny when you buy a marathon you get it in a cardboard box with a white sticker that has the part <laughs> number on it. <laughs> they literally send it to you the same way they would ship it to, you know, the military. On, on, on another interesting example, the Timex MK1 series. Timex has a history of providing military watches and they design within this sort of ethos that kind of evokes that without trying to recreate it. 40 bucks yeah. you have to spend 40 or 50 bucks but at the same time they're not saying hey you too can be like a marine from the early 1980s or 19 or late 1970s if you buy our t-. it's just like no this is a thing that we did it's military inspired based off you know this collection we used to have 40 dollars or 100 bucks yep. sometimes you know but with a lot of these other things they'll you know a great example and actually this and i i'm only calling this out as a great example because it was such a great fucking commercial do you remember that george clooney speedmaster commercial for omega the the motorcycle one no it's he's like talking about like the space oh yes we we had it in an episode we brought it up we in an episode. Watch ads. yeah yep that i was, remember that one that was a great fucking ad I remember I watched it and I'm like, yeah, fucking go America. I want to be an astronaut too. Where's my Omega dealership? <laughs> like that was literally, you know what I'm saying? But they tried to conflate the idea with you buying an Omega as you tapping into your childhood and being a part of this whole ethos of American progression and the space race. And it's just like, no, you just wanted to spend 6,000 bucks to maybe be a more interesting person when you're probably not a very interesting person. And that's okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think the banality of reality makes people afraid to just be normal people. And so they try to like buy cool watches that have fun stories to them. But like that is what drives up the price of watches so much. And it's so fucking dumb. Don't buy a watch because you think whatever story about the watch is going to enhance who you are. If you're a fucking stupid, boring person, that's awesome. Just be a fucking stupid, boring person. If you're a stupid, boring person and you still want to buy a $6,000 watch, that's cool. Just don't think it's going to make you a fucking astronaut. You know? <laughs> most people are stupid and boring. Or at least boring. Yes. <laughs> For the most I part. have to talk to a lot of people. And yes, I agree with you. Most are <laughs> quite boring, man. You know? So yeah. it's just like, that for me is a big one. This perceived value on trying to be a part of the history of something hey here we let's do this if you want to be a part of the history of something that has um like honestly a lot of really cool uh historical factor to it a lot of engineering nuances about it and a really cool talking piece 
you should go to marinom.fucking.com right now and buy yourself a Vostok Amphibia for $60. Cause that thing is a piece of fucking history as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I mean, you can really chat up the ladies. Uh, can I show you my scuba dude? <laughs> Here, excuse me? <laughs> oh, a bit of a commander ski gal, huh? Well, let me get to the watch roll. He pulls out like the commander ski dial parachute guy. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm telling you, man. You know, that don't fall for watch marketing. I think that's yeah. probably the best way. We can maybe create this first one into a headline. Watch marketing drives up the price of a watch. It's fucking dumb. Buy what you like, which I know is a very hard thing to figure out because it's very difficult for people to know what they like. Uh, that's actually a good time to suggest a watch fast. Right? The watch fast, I feel like, is a really good opportunity to just cut up the noise and get back in touch with in touch and touch there you go my speech impediment came back in touch with what you really like yeah if you don't know what a watch fast is tbws tbws is a very on concept except those substitutes basically you wear the same watch for 30 days yeah don't change it don't do nothing force yourself to wear the same watch for 30 days it is a perception palette cleanser it's a lot easier to think through what you want and what you don't want. It does kind of suck for the first week or two. Um, but I've failed. I've failed so many times. You, you invented it though, Michael. <laughs> you did the first one with the old 175, which is gone now, right? You got rid of that watch? 175? The SKX? Is that what I did it with? Yeah. That's not what I did it with. What did you do it with? Didn't I do it with? Man, I don't remember the first watch I did it with. It was the it was the SKX Pepsi. It was the one seven five. Oh yes, that one. Yes, yes. Sorry, did I mix oh, up my wow. reference numbers? I for you know you're absolutely right. Is the one seventy five? But yeah, the the one seventy five is. Yeah, I I've totally forgot. It's, yes, it's gone yeah, now. I did right? it with that watch. That watch is so gone. <laughs> so gone <laughs> where, Dude, where that, is it who who has it or i mean like is someone in the slack was, or is someone else it, some it was purchased by a listener nice who cool. i think gifted it to a family member for uh, graduation it was a nice story i like that that's actually really yeah. cool yeah those oh man i can't even imagine how tough the well maybe not tough to find but i'm sure that the prices are weird one of the more common SKX, uh, uncommon SKX offerings. Let me see. Yeah. Are we both going to Amazon right now? Well, I'm on eBay because I don't think you're going to find it on Amazon. I mean, they have... Oh, no, this one here. Okay, well, it, they have it here as the 009. Yeah. 175 is, I guess, the JDM reference? Is that what it, it is? It is. I think what it was is it was actually the reference made for North America. The zero zero nine is the international model. Mm, got it. Cool. Yep. Because there are different dial markings for the um, for import laws into the states. Gotcha. So the one seven five actually has Malaysia stamped on the dial, which is the CEO country of origin. Cool. I think Mark from Long Island has a really good video where he compares both and he explains. 
uh, why that happens. What's going on with Mark and all these Long Island watches that he's making? You know, I haven't been keeping up with them. It's getting a little um, weird now. It's just like it's like he's just making fake versions of watches now. I feel really fucked up saying that. Like, and someone can be very mad at me if they want. But I remember when he started doing the Islanders originally, it was cool. But now he's doing like date just, and now he's doing like samurais. It's just see it. odd. But the thing is, you know, I I see a lot of them. I see a lot of them come up, and I'm just, you know, I think I think the same thing, like. Wow, yeah, is he he's doing a lot of these? Is he going overboard with them? But then I go back to the prices, man. And oh, again, the price is good. It, it, oh my gosh, dude. I, like, okay, he's got one here. It's a it's like a monster sort of clone. 279? Yeah, but the thing is, these things are upgraded. I think they all have the generic 4R. Uh and I think they all have sapphire, Yo, man. Everyone stop buying Seiko. Just go to fucking Long Island Watch and just buy <laughs> these things. 279. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, so I I mean I, don't know. I get it. He's no, having, I, he's having fun with it. He's having fun with it. I thought I thought I don't know. I thought these were like 7800 bucks. These yeah, are all I, like under or around 300 bones. Fuck yeah, dude. I I I think I, again, he's he's completely he's leveled the Seiko. Maybe not leveled because there are still some really cool Seiko modders out there. Yes, uh, Shadow Shadow Watchmaker comes to mind. Mm. Um, but yeah, he he basically made getting really cool modded Seiko style watches very very easy. Yeah. Um, and then again, if you if you look at something like. What's happening to even the SNKs, um, the the prices that they're getting towards or an SKX today, it just it would make more sense to get something like this. Yeah. NH36 movement, 40 millimeters, solid end links. Yeah. Cool, man. All right. I take it back. I take back what I was saying. It's cool. These I. <laughs> so we were talking about... What the fuck what, were we talking about? Well, the marketing thing will... Uh, to a certain extent really affect um, mostly new watches what about dirtbag influencers like us ruining things I, I wouldn't call us influencers but yeah so um, I, I wasn't gonna I, I didn't I don't like the idea but people call us that mm. I, I don't know I still don't feel it I still I still haven't gotten an influencer paycheck. I was just going to say, we don't get influencer <laughs> paychecks. I don't know where, if we're supposed to, for the love of God, someone please let me know who I should send the correct address to. Because um, that would be nice. But yeah. It's because we haven't, we haven't gotten into TikTok yet. And do, do I got to flash some nips to get my to get my influencer paycheck? You guys don't want to see my fucking nipples. Hairy, hairy, hairy pepperonis, guys. All right. Unfortunately, that's what TikTok is basically for. Harry Hershey's Kisses, because I am a brown man. Um, and being a Chinese psyop. <laughs> that, <laughs> whatever. Perfect. Uh, let me think. So is there anything in regards to influencers that drives up pricing that's stupid? Well, I, I would say that okay, so one of the things that's going to happen that's going to drive pricing up for a watch mm -hmm. um, you know, there you could have a very specific person uh, make a make an Instagram post or a tweet about something, uh, and I've I've seen it happen. Um, you know, 
a very famous person will post a photo of a cool Seiko or a Casio or something that is normally just in our realm. (laughs) And because this person does it, uh, people immediately just go out and gobble them up on eBay and just there, you you can't find them. Uh, I think that I forget what the model was, but you know, again, we got to talk about it because we've seen this happen with him a lot, but John, John Mayer will post a photo of a digital Seiko or a Casio or something. People will go bananas. Um, And I think the same thing happens with, within the Casio G-Shock collecting community where you have, I don't know, a hip hop star or somebody, you know, wearing a certain, G-Shock why, why and then do you can't think that happens? Let's, so let's 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 use the John Mayer thing as an example. What what's so let's I, I, I always like plotting out logic points. I'm someone, I'm on the bathroom, I'm in the toilet, I'm on Instagram, and I see John Mayer wearing a digital Seiko. Yeah. That experience times, I guess, who knows, several hundred million. What about that? somehow makes me want to get the watch is it because i want to be cool like john mayer or is it that i think maybe if i buy the watch cheap now it's going to get expensive and i can sell it for money you know what i'm saying like it's it's almost like how you know you you probably see that across a ton of different industries where i don't know a baseball player gets his own baseball bat you know and they sell it at I don't know, Dick's Sporting Goods or something. I'm mm. sure something like that exists. It's like and when I, th- I it's like when I saw the Papa Roach Last Resort bit video and the guy was playing a Schecter and then all of a sudden I wanted a Schecter guitar. If it's good enough for them, it's gonna be good enough for me. Uh, Interesting. I, th- I think I think that's what gets people going. And then I mean, some people are into taste making and style and all those things and. I don't know. They they think that it's the cool accessory to have for the season, and in the watch world, um, people are gonna look at me a certain way because I have this. Um, I think you see it a lot with guitars as well. We 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 talk about guitars yeah. sometimes. Those those signature models. Um, I have a signature model at Gibson actually, <laughs> but only because I've wanted one for so long. Yeah, and I'm sorry, man. Whatever it's. It's Tom DeLonge. It's, it's, it's cool. It's uh, it, uh, that that's the exception. That that that's one of the good ones. That's I. You know what I mean? But I mean, yeah. you, you. I think I think that's what happens. You make a good point. If it's good enough for them, and they're this monumental, influential athlete personality or, athlete yeah. or something, then it's it's, you know. And if I can get it, it's good for me too. Where does that come from, though? Is it like yeah. an insecurity? You know I mean, pr- probably, probably, yeah, of course. I mean, we all have we all have our insecurities. I don't think there's a single person on the planet that is 100% secure uh, in their skin. But um, John Mayer probably is. John Mayer. We should probably we should, we should buy G-Shocks, dude. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> but some but some people so you you do manipulate those insecurities into making people think like, okay, I'm gonna get this. Uh, I'm instantly going to be this much cooler. Right. Um, just just like that U2 record that nobody asked for. It just showed up in their iTunes library. <laughs> Katy, Katy Perry's that. number is going to be in your contacts list as soon as you buy this. <laughs> That's uh, an interesting one. So, so influencer marketing, 
or inadvertent influencer marketing that leverages people want to be on the same level or feeling insecure about themselves that leads to a price increase because obviously people start buying something and if people start buying something it's going to start costing more money but look that makes more sense that may, and let me let me get my example ready before i talk out of my ass but that makes more sense and that will always be around than what i'm about to compared to what i'm going to mention right now all right let me I'm, let me pull up the one i'm ready the one um so the it's even stranger really not, how can this be is your site broken dude well my site not your site our site's fine good dude my my browser is breaking everything i have gone like <laughs> i've gone full richard stallman on my <laughs> send stuff, me man. send me the url maybe maybe i can open it i'm okay I, all right let's just Let's get to, I'm going to talk about talking watches and how sometimes an affordable watch will show up on that segment mm. or maybe a segment that another prominent watch blog puts together. And then out of nowhere, people are like, oh, this they had this really cool person on there talking about this. And now it's somehow works as a stamp of approval from this publication this is actually a cool watch so i oh, I, I, I can't find it now but it is basically i think he was the um maybe the founder uh of or you know some big shot at a brand uh, a store called design within reach which is a super super expensive um furniture place they they mm. have a couple of them in in downtown seattle uh, or, or maybe just one of them there but yeah you'll you'll pay i don't know five hundred dollars for a mouse pad or something i i don't know <laughs> but he had this um his collection was really really cool and there were quite a few uh traditionally affordable watches in there some old boulevard uh but there was this this orange dialed seiko five like an old huh. old seiko five um, so he's looked very, very cool. And I think shortly after that came out, people were going nuts for them on eBay and, um, forums and stuff. And if you try to look for one now, it, it's probably insane. But yeah, th that same thing happens, um, with, I think with watch blogs and it's, it's stranger compared to looking at an influencer or celebrity and thinking oh okay yeah if it's good enough for them it's good enough for me that that i think is weirder that's and i don't yeah. i'm trying to think of other other areas of interest or industries or hobbies where that also happens i don't know i don't read any other fucking publications or whatever the fuck but i mean basically that happened with the cassioke as well you remember that shit the cat oh man the cassioke when hodinky talked about that fucking watch well i mean We've we've got a pretty good piece on it too, and yeah. uh, I mean, people have come up to us or not come up to people write to us and say, oh, you know, I I heard you or I saw you write about this, and now I have it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it's because it, it's it's it's. <laughs> um, I made this joke earlier with someone, which is why I'm laughing. It comes from the fact that people don't know what they like. They don't know what's cool. But they'll listen to someone in a position of authority tell them what's cool. 
Yeah. So if if you say not you, but if you're someone and then someone says like, oh, I want to, this is a great example. Me asking you what fucking watch I should get. Yeah. I didn't know what was cool, but I'm gonna go to someone that's in a position of authority. In relation to the subject, I'm gonna ask them, and whatever they say is cool must be cool. Yeah. So if I if we have twobookwashnubs.com, go to the website by the way, everyone. Twobookwashnubs.com. If and if we have a piece on. <laughs> if I another great example, if I have a fucking piece on the Raketa Big Zero, that watch must be cool. I want to get into vintage watches. I don't want to spend a lot of money. I'm gonna go fucking buy a Big Zero. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, people want to do something to enhance themselves or their personalities, or just kind of feel happier. But they don't really know what to do or where to start. That's why all these fucking review sites and blogs are so popular because people don't know what the fuck they like. Or what they think they should like, you know. I think that's why the I thought why the journalism outlet thing is so weird. Yeah, I guess so. You know, I guess so, and I guess that's why it's so. There, there really is a, I suppose, a level of power, you know, and you have brands that start paying to be on these sites or paying to be reviewed. Of course, that's why. Um, that's why a brand. That's why, like. Oh, Dinky loves to take all the like brands' money. The brands and like they sell the watches now. Oh, the brands know. Hey, if we just go through Odinky and everything like that now, if they tell people our watches are cool, people are just going to buy our watches. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're they're a business. But I think yeah. I think with that with that segment specifically, yeah, I mean it's a great series, super well put together. I understand that they're a business, but it's funny because that series when it came out, it was so focused on. Um, you know, these very high profile individuals, celebrities, or very high ranking successful people. And, you know, you would, you would watch it and the watches were crazy. But then I think, I think when somebody sees a uh, Seiko or um, something cheap, like also folded in there, it's like, oh, that's a cheap one, but it, it can, this watch can run with these other watches on this big website. Mm-hmm inside of this cool person's collection this guy and who then, also owns all these rolexes and a patek and then a fucking blah 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 also has a timex marlin yeah. fuck i so should that, get a timex that, marlin yeah 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 that that that's i guess that's what i, I really want to call out is that as it relates to our listeners for the most part um you know that could affect the price absolutely uh, be it used or new um and then you start to get scalpers. Oh, that's a different. That's a different issue altogether. There is a very special circle of hell reserved for scalpers of all varieties. Sports, I, sports tickets, watches. All you fuckers yeah. are gonna. Die. I actually have two. I actually have two Hodinkee branded watches. Oh, it's um, the uh, that, the G Shock, right? Or no? Yeah, I have I have the the John Mayer G Shock that came out, and I have the. It's actually really cool. The um. Get the name. Can't be that cool. The, <laughs> right. <laughs> the Timex. What's the the Timex that everybody went nuts over when it oh, first the, came out? The, the Q Pepsi one. Yes, the Q. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're white. I'm getting worse at watches, by the way. You're getting you're failing, <laughs> you're failing at watches? I'm becoming less of a I the longer I do this, I become less of a watch expert. What is, what is that thing called? The yeah, thing, the thing that goes it's around got, in circles. Got the dial on it. We're just turning into our fathers. 
That's what I took to my dad. And my dad goes, Gum, can you get the, um, you know, uh, it's in the drawer. Can you, what the fuck are you asking me to get you? We have 400 <laughs> drawers and I'll look in every one if you want me to. But you got to give me something else to go on. And then there's the word drawer and then some battle. Yeah, know? I should I should sell those for for less. <laughs> yeah, those 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 two are going for for nuts, like crazy prices. Really? Uh, yeah, dude, it's it sucks. Man, that's too funny. Um, just to recap where we are so far: dumb things that drive up watch prices, fucking stupid marketing, um, stuff that leverages your low self esteem, which is totally fine to have. I have fucking really shitty low self esteem. Um, or your desire to want to better yourself, just just to put this out there, and I've said it before, don't try to fill an emotional hole with something physical. Like, you can't buy your way out of feeling horrible. And I say that as someone that feels horrible basically all the fucking time uh, and has tried to buy their way out of it. It doesn't work, you know? Yeah. Um, in addition to watch marketing... The weird thing, um, I guess watch journalism is one of the dumb things that can drive up prices. And then also, I don't know how to qualify it, but that talking watches segment where you see someone with a big baller ass, like quote unquote baller ass collection, and they also have like a fucking, you know, Timex in there or something like that. Um, what is that? And well, I guess that would be like celebrity worship. I, I, would, I would classify that as celebrity worship, right? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Celebrity or influencer worship. You know? Why did we get into this, man? What watches? Yeah, I don't know. Well, you and I both have very much. You and I both have a collector's mentality. Before this, for me, it was comic books. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and but we have a collector's mentality in that we unfortunately are in kind of the rut where. A physical object will make us feel better um which is not bad it's just a slippery slope because where's the threshold how bad do i have to feel for a physical object to no longer make me feel better or does that not exist do i have to keep buying nicer and nicer physical objects to feel better you know i i, I shouldn't speak for you but i am susceptible to that no, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think you know, retail therapy is definitely a it's, it's a very therapy. real thing. Yes, it's a very, very real thing. Um, one other thing that I was just thinking of, kind of separate from the other topics we've we've discussed, mm -hmm. um, is it just me or are we seeing more and more brands models being sold? above retail secondary market we we've talked about rolex before we've talked about I, I mean i've definitely definitely seen it with grand seiko yeah yeah i'm seeing it with tudor and i'm starting to wonder if this is becoming a very real very new normal it's for watches it's the thing that everyone does if rolex gets away with it you know maybe we can try it too the thing is, you were seeing it before with Rolex. Yeah. And I thought to myself, okay, that's that's happening because it's Rolex. Everybody wants the Daytona. And then it started happening for real with... I think it started happening with the Nautilus specifically before mm. um, all of Patek. And then it started happening to the Aquanaut. And I was like, what? The Aquanaut's... 
I mean, in the ecosystem of Patek, it's not, it's not the expensive watch, right? But, um, but now it's, it's I, a lot of the Patek models. I have a question: now Is the royal? Is is your dog okay? My dog's okay. It's funny that you can hear my dog. I am upstairs with the door closed, and a loud dog. You can hear that little chihuahua yeah. down there. <laughs> but yeah, now it's um, so it went from Rolex to Patek, Rolex and Patek, some Patek models. Um, then it started to become the key model from every brand. So happens specifically with the Royal Oak now. Happens specifically with I think even the overseas in some cases. Hmm. Um, you know what? It might be honestly as simple as um, retailers seeing what they can get away with. So I used to, I, and you can go a, a lot of few episodes, more than a few episodes back, and I would be blaming the brands mm-hmm. for this. But I'm starting to wonder if the the fault is really with these dealers. Yeah. I think, um, I, I think it is because it's one of those things where it's like I've worked in plenty of businesses where they try to figure out how to charge or what to charge for something or at the cost of something. And a lot of times they'll kind of just take a pot shot. And the and with watches, unfortunately, in a certain price bracket, you have people who are kind of willing to pay whatever it takes to get a watch. But then there's the other flip side where perceived value is infectious, where if someone sees a watch... 2000 bucks above retail or MSRP, they'll convince themselves, oh man, there must be a reason it's that expensive. Yeah. It must be worth it. I, I'm i totally inclined to blame retailers. Fucking sorry if you're a fucking retailer or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, because at a certain point, I don't. I think it's out of the brand's control. Like David SW charging 6000 bucks for his Grand Seikos. He didn't get those from Seiko. But I'm starting. You know? Why well, I really, well, I, I mean, really I, began I, to worry. Oh, thank you, dude. for Grand Seiko. I, I really began to worry for Grand Seiko when when I saw that 9F Quartz GMT mm. selling on forums, uh, and you know, gray market basically for, like just just a hair above, just a hair above retail. Which one was that? The red one with the GMT on the outside, like the like the numbers on the outside. Yeah, it's it's basically people call it a, a, an explorer two copy. Right, um, it's definitely not but, a copy, but yeah, uh, yeah. How much is that one now? Davis W has one on his fucking site. I saw it a second ago. I think new. They're around thirty two or thirty two fifty or something. He's got on here for thirty two seventy five. Yeah, he's dipping his toes in there, man. Yeah, and I think I think a lot of I think a lot of uh, you know it's not just him. Um, but why, I'm trying to figure out what's happening. Where why, why wouldn't I just is, buy it? Why wouldn't I just buy it new, David SW? Why are you charging? Well, that used to be the argument. But what happens when so many of these? What happens when more of these are in gray market circulation than in the ads? Yeah. Yeah. Because you see it, man. There, there are whole YouTube channels now dedicated to the the fast and loose life of a you know gray market watch dealer, and they'll <laughs> they'll make these vlog style videos. I'm not going to call a specific one out, but it's like, yeah, watch me walk into this place and buy ten Submariners, <laughs> or like the YouTube title is like spending five hundred thousand dollars in one shot at like you know this place, right, or right. And that's where that I mean that's where those things are going. That's where those watches are going. But you know, 
trying to figure out what what the I think it's going to start on. to spill into spill into other brands. Um, you know, I'm even seeing IWCs hold, start to hold their value a little bit more, um, uh, like gray market. And I'm wondering if these new these newer ones like that big pilot 43 people are really hyping that thing up yeah and i i feel like when that one starts to kind of hover around the uh the gray market space it's really gonna people might try to sell it above retail i mean let's let's doomsday scenario but let's say it starts to become normal that you know things start going above msrp and that's just like the new norm i'm of the mind to think all bubbles pop it probably it, i imagine it wouldn't last forever or would it i don't know watches are weird watches are also very fucking weird that's what i thought and i, I i've brought this up a couple times i used to work with a guy who was crazy into like collecting and flipping bourbon like, he would like like, like like the drink like like imbibing bourbon, bourbon and yes. okay interesting like, and he was a huge Pappy Van Winkle fan, of course. Right. He had all the different types of bot. Like, there's a 23-year one. There's one that's a little, I don't know. But you know, those. Th- it's not that. It's not that that is expensive. It's just that the market of people that are into that is dominated by folks who are just like buying. And holding or buying and selling really, really, really high. Mm. So it's almost it, it gets to the point where MSRP doesn't matter. So MSRP doesn't matter anymore with Rolex. MSRP doesn't matter with Pappy Van Winkle. You're still gonna pay ninety dollars for a shot. Wow. Um, so what happens when MSRP doesn't matter anymore for Grand Seiko? MSRP doesn't matter anymore for Zenith. We're just like, oh, okay, that's that's what we're okay with now. That's what the watch world is like. So. It's just, the, then it's just going to become even more like, I don't know, meaningless. Like what's the, what's even the point of having MSRP? Yeah. You used to be the chump for pay, for buying a Daytona at retail. Mm-hmm. Now, now people want to know how you did it. Now, now, <laughs> now, now you're one of the lucky ones. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. I don't, that, that is driving up watch prices dumb things that drive, dumb things that drive up watch prices this one we just talked about i guess we can call it the weird trend of going above msrp that we're honestly yeah great great market I, dealer great market dealer manipulation yeah so weird yeah man it makes me really really grateful and i'm i think you've been feeling this way recently mm. um i I'm finding it really, really hard to um, tell myself, "Oh, I, I, I know this is the next watch I'm gonna get." Or I, I yeah, I don't do I that anymore. Um, you know, what I, I mean? really do look. I, I lately I've been looking at the watch box, and I'm just like, "Man, I'm, I think I'm pretty set." <laughs> like maybe there, are, maybe there are some other more responsible adult things I should be doing with money. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, 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 I do recall that vividly. Like I used to be like, oh, there's three or four watches I have on my radar, and like just some stuff. I talked about it on an episode um, I done I think a couple weeks ago with Baird. Um, there's some stuff I kind of have on my radar, but like 
really just out of interest's sake. Like I don't yeah. I don't feel the same type of pull as frequently as I used to feel it to buy something. That said, yeah. I'm not saying I don't feel that pull. The last time I felt that pull, I bought my fucking Grand Seiko SBG V two three three with the teal dial. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I yeah. I did not fuck around with that. But I definitely feel it less than I used to, and I don't think that's a bad thing. No, it's it's not a it's not a bad thing at all. I mean, um, I'm just glad that we're both feeling this now, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to getting into the hot. I, I feel I feel bad for people who are getting into the hobby now. Oh my god! And, you know, all all of this stuff is going on. Yeah, there's uh, an insane saturation of people calling themselves a micro brand. Um, there's an insane saturation of Kickstarter projects. Um, people just charging above MSRP for a range of different brands. It's not Rolex anymore. Um, it's a weird time to get into, it's <laughs> weird a time really, to get into watches. Yeah, it's a really <laughs> weird time to get into watches for sure. Yeah. Man. That's I really, really really just hope it doesn't happen to grand Seiko again. <laughs> Cause I used to, I used to think to myself, okay, you know, one day I, I still think about it. You know, one day I'm going to get something wild, like so, so wild. I'm going to get, I, I did tell myself one day I can probably figure out a way to save up for, or like sell a ton of watches or maybe, maybe sell some music gear and, get a used a used royal oak Mm -hmm. literally impossible now never ever gonna happen (laughs) (laughs) but um you know grand seiko i think still has um models i mean this i i would say that the snowflake is to grand seiko what the royal oak is for ap at this point oh yeah flagship it's like a flagship thing like it's one of those word association games i say grand seiko someone's gonna say snowflake you know but I don't want to live in a world where every snowflake now that you see, um, $15,000. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, how do we know that's not going to happen? We don't. I mean, we just don't. It's, it's entirely possible. If Seiko gets its way though, it's going to happen, you know, but I just don't think that helps them. I don't think that helps them at all. It helps them sell watches. They don't, you know what I mean? Like, like they, they, it, it's helping Rolex, obviously. You know? I guess. And now Rolex do whatever the fuck it wants. Rolex can literally put out a watch with a fucking cat's asshole on it. People are going to buy it. Above MSRP. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know? It's going to be called the Rolex Asshole Just. It's going to be awesome. Yours is not the S. Oh man, there's mm. there. I feel like I keep running into uh, Grand Seiko models that I just have never seen before. I just found one called the SBGP 005. That's not it kinda, mine. It kind of looks like yours, but it's more of a just traditional navy navy blue sort of dial. This is a handsome watch. I would suggest this to you if you really did want to get into Grand Seiko. Do what I did and buy the ones that no one else likes. <laughs> yeah yeah man oh i see the difference dude this one's stainless steel mm. ah nice that's that cool might, that might actually 
help my brain. That's pretty Anyways. cool. Yeah. Oh, and this one is the 9F85, which I believe is the independent hour hand. You can set the hour hand independently. Fucking what now? My my quartz <laughs> model. <laughs> my That's cool. My quartz model is the. Uh, uh, I'm looking it up now. It's the 9F82. The model after mine, the 9F85, I believe, has an independent um, hour hand. I have no idea why. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I've, I like, literally have no idea why they, they have that. Uh, let me just double check. Grand Sickle 9F85. That is not how you spell Seiko. Oh, motherfucking so stupid. <laughs> stupid idiot. They're spelling Seiko in front of thousands of people. Uh, let me just double check this here. Yeah, independent hour hand. Pretty cool, eh? So, so cool. Yeah, so. Suck it, nerds. Quartz is better. Sorry. Yeah, man. Buy the ones no one wants. That's the yeah. trick. <laughs> you could get one of the uh, 9F86 GMT quartzes. It's a bit of a dressier quartz uh, GMT they got going on. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the... um. I have a lot of watches that look like this but I, I do i do still like the 9f gmts that came out the one that the ones that people call explore explorer knockoffs i like the yellow almost, one i would almost get the black one which looks the most like an explorer so maybe people would not buy that one just to just to shut them up <laughs> or not even that maybe just like you said get the one that people don't want get the one people I don't think, want man i think people really go for the the blue one cuz it's it's so different i used to want the blue one but mm-hmm. I, don't know. I I in the uh, in the hierarchy of crappy things that happen to watch pricing, this this is this, this is by far the worst. This is the a scary one, also. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I just let's see what happens. Can't predict it. Don't know what's gonna happen, but yeah, keep an eye on pricing, everyone. <laughs> Basically, but yeah. I think uh, I think we covered a lot of the big ones. Um. Oh, I'll just throw a quick one out there that actually, I guess, was the impetus from Starboy Is My Name. Uh, stuff that, I guess this fits into the whole watch marketing or even like story behind a watch, but tropical dials or anything that's like a defect or <laughs> even defects them <laughs> like 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 like, you know what I mean? Like, like, I don't know, like stuff on a dial that doesn't like actually do anything or dry, like it's the story behind something it's like the upside down airplane stamp of the watch world um, yeah it's perceived value like hardcore like oh there's only one of these yeah who cares man all right i think that happens i i i can almost forgive that one because there are again so many other hobbies that that suffer from that oh, you of know, course like people are into collecting um like misprints of currency currency that was printed weird yeah um there's a very specific uh range uh you know a few years where gibson was doing this uh, type of silver burst finish on their guitars i think it was 70s and they got the mixture wrong and now it's it's turned into this disgusting green <laughs> people okay. pay more okay that's kind of cool <laughs> it is it is kind of cool i don't know so maybe the tropical stuff is kind of funny though because um it, it 
basically means that this part of the watch is technically inferior and didn't stand the test of time <laughs> but you think it's this much cooler but now. you think it's this much cooler yeah it's, it's, it's like oh it's it's a spider dial no the dial's cracked <laughs> it looks kind of gross too <laughs> so sold oh <laughs> uh, yeah that's trot yeah the patina stuff is is kind of funny I, yeah i've I, I used to think that with guitars i have a follow-up question how much does meteorite actually cost? I don't know. I mean, the real question is how many meteors are crashing down here? Where we there's gotta be dial. enough to put them in a watch because I feel like I see meteorite dial watches like all the time and they're always so expensive. And the only thing that I could see is potentially different is that it has a bunch of space junk on the dial. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a space peanut. It's a space peanut. <laughs> I don't know. That's a space peanut. <laughs> that's, that's so good. What a great movie. Um, see, I don't know. That was one that I was thinking about where it's just like, eh, how much is meteorite? I guess it depends. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So, what you, still the, the funniest. The funniest part of this is people are still, you can still get good deals on precious metal watches. They're still not as popular as, you know, something else that Rolex made. Um, the precious metals should be going for more than the stainless steel or, you know, some of these other materials. But I mean, that's, that's not the case. That's just proof that it's bullshit. Like, like, like price per weight, monetary value, something that's precious metal should probably cost more than stainless steel. If it doesn't, there's something in addition to what's happening to that watch that's driving up the price, and usually it's bullshit. Yeah, Uh, $64,000 Rolex GMT Master 2 and white gold meteorite dial. At least it's white gold. Yeah, but I feel like the white gold one is only $40,000. Right? Well, is it really going to cost me two? No? Okay. They make... Weird things happen to the white gold ones, the white gold GMT Masters. There used to be the white gold one, which was the first time that they did the Pepsi colorway in ceramic. And then for a little bit, there was that watch with a blue dial, and then they stopped doing it. And now if you see one of those, I think it's actually the most expensive one you can find. It's probably more than the meteorite. Um, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, it makes no sense. So basically, Kaz, if you were getting into watches today, where do you start with what's happening? I slit my own fucking throat. That's where I start. Save myself I mean, the money. I would. I mean, I would. I would probably say Orient, and I'm oh, comfortable okay. with saying that. That like that's where I started. I apologize. But, you're asking me seriously. Yeah, I would. Um, I'm honestly. But, oh, sorry. Somebody's been talking about Orient an awful lot lately. Who? I'll kill him. Well, that was me. I mean, a very prominent watch blog has been doing quite a few Orient pieces back oh, to back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because they're paying <laughs> for it. Yeah. You know? The Hodinkee folks have done a... They did an Orient star piece, right? And another one. Yeah. On yeah, the, yeah. Uh, King Orient or Orient Auto. Something like... I don't know. Another one. The one that looks like a super compressor. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, they're paying for it. I mean, whatever. I, I, we say a lot, Hodinkee's a business. They're not really a blog or review website, and that's fine. That doesn't mean they don't make good content. Yeah. It just means you shouldn't yeah. trust their opinion. Sorry. 
Yeah. You know what you know what I mean? I mean, I'm not saying what they do is like like just talking watch these videos are cool. Or whatever. Um Yeah. I just I, I, I really hope I, the the weirdness doesn't spill into these other brands that have been they, traditionally a haven for new collectors. The brands wanted to though. Orient would love to get even even fifteen percent of the mouth drool that Rolexes get. You know what I mean? I just don't know how that how that helps. I mean I, I, I know I know that it maybe helps them sell more watches, but I just I can't I can't see Rolex okay with someone walking into an AD and saying, I would like to buy a Submariner. You can't buy a Submariner. <laughs> okay. And then that person turning around, <laughs> I'm gonna buy an IWC. Okay, here you go. How is that okay on on paper with with any company making a product? I think you're thinking about it on like the ground level, which is the appropriate thing to do. They probably just love the brand exclusivity. What's the nicest thing in the world? Whatever you can't have. Yeah. That honestly, just like I've spoken with lots of business owners in my time and some of the stuff that they perceive as valuable for their brand is like exclusivity, like how they're perceived, how well they're seen versus competitors and stuff. And like, you know what I mean? It's just, I, dude, if I knew, if I, you know, ran a business that made a product, it would drive me absolutely bananas to know that somebody walked into one of our locations and couldn't buy our product. Cause you're a logical person. <laughs> and turned around and bought a competitor's product. Yeah, they went and bought a fucking Tudor or an IWC, like you were saying. I'm sorry, like I, how I, you can buy a Seamaster today, right now. now. I could walk into uh, uh, Mom Millennia here in Orlando and buy a brand new, beautiful Seamaster right now. The Submariner's biggest competitor. Like yeah. how how is that okay on paper that your competitor is actually supplying product <laughs> adequately? I, I have my theory. We're never going to know. My theory is that they think the exclusivity is good. What's the All best right. restaurant in town? The one that never has reservations available. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. That's just, I would love to get people's opinions on whatever the, <laughs> what they think. I think what's also interesting, and it is telling, anytime, because people reach out to us all the time and they share their opinions and we hear from people who work in ADs and junk all the time and they say the communication from Rolex sucks usually. Yeah, they don't, is, yeah, they don't fucking too. they don't fucking know what's going on. It's not like the ADs all know and they're keeping it secret. They don't fucking know what's going on. Rolex isn't telling them. Yep. You know? And I feel like with that, it's an easily solvable problem. To your point, you know, it, I feel like you buy a Seamaster. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. There you go. That's how you solve your problem. <laughs> Just go and buy a Seamaster. Honestly, candidly speaking, we brought up the Rolex V Omega thing before. I'm still on Team Omega. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. It's available. I do believe they push certain technological advances more, and I just like the way the watch looks. I will go for a Seamaster. Oh, I mean, I have a Seamaster. Thank you again, Michael, and everyone on the Patreon community <laughs> who contributed to that. But like. Yeah, it just makes so much more sense. I will say, I will say, the Rolex two tone is much better than the uh, Omega two tone Seamaster. That 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 I will concede. Yeah, 
I don't like the two-tone Seamaster. It's weird. Yeah. It just doesn't look normal. Two-tone Submariner. Well, that's <clears throat> that's different now. That's my <laughs> that's my Kaz doesn't give a fuck. Is gonna eat a droopy cheeseburger in Bal Harbor watch. You know what I mean? I did go to Bal Harbor. Was it nice? Was it uh, cool? Dude, oh Nora and I, we were in shock when we cause you know, there's a certain thing that happens in the Pacific Northwest, and that is that people do not dress up at all. Hmm. Um you have billionaires in twenty year old Honda Accords. Uh, just schlepping around town in like a ratty Patagonia jacket and some jeans. And that's what everybody wears here. Um, maybe some cool boots. But we went to Bell Harbor and it was the level of excess that you see and what people wear <laughs> and the watch spotting. Oh, I bet. Oh, my God. I actually saw a Richard meal in the wild. No. On a lady. Wow. Um, How does it look? <laughs> It looked pretty good. I like when you said lady, by the way. On a lady. I thought that was enjoyable. That's crazy. I hear, <laughs> I hear the new M is a lady. <laughs> Walter PPK. <laughs> that is so good. The uh, which one was it? Which model was it? The was it the the erotic model? The RM. I just I just recognized the shape as one of the oh, latest yeah. ones. It was yeah, yeah. it was gold though. And she had quite a rock on her as well. Um, uh, but yes, I was, that, I was that, um, that that two tone Rolex is a good Bal Harbor watch. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's 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 the one. That's I have lots of guilty pleasure watches, and we've done a few episodes on guilty pleasure yeah. watches. That that's always gonna that's always gonna be the number one. That's my Scott Bayo poster. I'm never taking down. That's a good one. That's man. just. That's, yeah. That's a good one. No. One one I can't even say one day. Those things are so fucking expensive now, dude. Yeah, I feel like that's <laughs> that that is a precious metal one yeah. that is holding its value or going above value. Man. So it used to be that sometimes with a precious metal you can get a deal, but now it's not looking like so much. I used to see them for like six or seven K when I first fell in love with the watch. The older oh, ones. Yeah. I like the older yeah. ones. Now Those were like, different times, man. Yeah, now they're easily above 10K, 10, 11K sometimes. You know? All right, watches are dumb. Let's wrap this up. Okay, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. It's, good to, it's just good to talk. Here, let's do this. Hope everyone enjoyed the show. Episode 217, ruining watch pricing for everyone. Don't fall victim to stupid watch marketing. If you have low self-esteem, that's fine. Don't try to fix it with the watch. Just work on yourself and everything's going to be okay. Don't fall for stupid influencer marketing stuff. Like it, it, Just because someone has something cool in their collection with a bunch of other watches doesn't mean that you need to buy something that's cool as well. That's really dumb. Don't believe everything you read on watch journalism outlets except for ours. Um, <laughs> I'll be right. I'm, I'm, being, I'm being honest here. Uh, and then in addition to that, don't fall victim to this weird rising tide normal behavior of going above MSRP for stuff like watch outlets and uh, and dealers are only going to continue doing that if you keep paying those prices that's the reality so yeah putting that out there 
Um, let us know your thoughts on this week's show. Go to twobookwatchknobs.com. The website's getting redesigned, so go and look at it, you know, and then you'll be able to appreciate it when the fucking new design comes in and everything like that. It's going to be really, really cool. Go and follow us on Instagram, at twobookwatchknobs. Michael has been holding it down. Um, is that it? Am I forgetting anything? Best part of this was talking to you, Kaz. Best part of this? That's the, that's the only reason I do this. We could talk about anything. We could talk about the weather for an hour and a half, Michael. Is there anything fluffier <laughs> than a cloud? You know what I mean? We could talk. <laughs> we could talk forever, and I'm okay with that. But we should probably let everyone go. I think, I think it's that sad time. Sad time. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everyone. Good to be back. My name is Mike, and this is Kaz. You have been listening to Two Broke Watch Knobs. Later. <laughs>